How would you like to live tax-free on the money inside your Spendthrift Trust? This is going to be an eye-opening presentation for you, but before I dive into it, I am required to do a disclaimer and tell you that I'm not a licensed tax or legal advisor. I don't give tax, legal, or accounting advice. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. So let me introduce myself to you. My name is Don Thornton. I am a 21-year real estate investor here in Florida. I flipped well over 3,500 houses in my career. I'm known as Don the Short Sale Guy because I am the best freaking short sale investor in the country. My company has had an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau since 2004 and I own this trust. So let's uh, talk about, before we get into it, I wanna review how this works. So bear with me if you're already a veteran and you've seen all of my videos. Step one is you sell your personal and your business assets to the trust. You sell them on a cost basis pricing method. The formula is the original acquisition price, add on any improvements you've made to the asset, and then if you've taken depreciation in previous tax years, then you subtract that and that equals the, the sales price that's going to be on the bill of sale. This is not a capital gains tax event because we're doing this at cost basis. And so you, you know, we help you get a tax, or excuse me, a bill of sale put together. If there's real property, of course, you have to have a deed. And then because this is a transaction, this is an irrevocable trust, which means that you have to actually sell the assets into the into the trust. And for any kind of contract to be legal, there has to be compensation of some kind. In this case, the trust gives you a promissory note, or we call it a demand promissory note in return, which means it's like an IOU, which means, hey, I don't have any money in my account right now. I'm waiting for you to put that money in there. But in the meantime, I promise to pay you this amount of money whenever there's money in the account, if you should show choose. So that's considered return of capital. Second step is, you know, how, getting the money inside the trust. Now, this trust can only receive passive income. So passive income can come directly into your trust. Uh, that's, for example, you can have lease or rental income. Any kind of investment income, as long as the investment source and the income is tied to your trust EIN number, uh, any kind of royalties, limited partnership profit sharing. Royalties can be, you know, books, music, film, and it can also be oil, gas, mineral, and water rights. So uh, that's a big part of the history of our trust, but that's for a different video. And of course, uh, if you sell a trust asset, then the proceeds come back into the trust bank account, they're allocated to corpus of trust. And so they are going to stay in there uh, and consider passive income. So uh, step three, if you have active business income, if you're buying or selling or doing some kind of service that is bringing in active business income, then it has to be converted from active income into passive income. And the way we do that, there's three ways, basically. You have, if you have an LLC, you can sell the assets of the LLC into the trust. The trust can lease those back to the um, LLC, which of course creates a very big expense for the LLC. The, in an LLC situation, you can also make the trust up to a 90% limited partnership, a partner in the LLC, and it can get a K-1 distribution as 
limited partnership, partner sharing, which means no, that's not a tax. I mean, it's not, it's passive income. Uh, if you have an S corp, you can do the same thing on the lease back of assets, uh, but you can't do uh, a limited partnership in an, in an S corp, but you can have the uh, trust sign a professional services agreement with, or excuse me, if you have a business trust, you can have a professional services agreement uh, to the S corp. And honestly, a lot of people just do a business trust in lieu of an LLC or an S corp. And the way that works is that, you know, everything, all, everything, all the income is run to the L, uh, business trust, you know, anything left over after expenses passes through to the spendthrift trust as passive income. And of course, in all of these strategies, our goal is to limit the amount of taxable income that's left in your corporate entity. Once you've done these, um, uh, expenses. Okay, so let's quickly review how passive income is not taxable in this trust. And it all has to do with our trust's 100% compliance with IRS Code 643B. Now I'm going to talk about capital gains first, as it's, I'm reading right from the tax code where it says gains from the sale or exchange of capital assets shall be excluded to the extent that such gains are allocated to corpus and are not paid, credited, or required to be distributed to any beneficiary during the taxable year. So for real estate investors or business owners selling your businesses or your, your uh, rent, rental properties, it's amazing. No 1031 exchanges, just sell it, comes back in the trust, the money stays there, not a dime goes for taxes. Uh, there's also a thing called an extraordinary dividend, which is really the key to all of this, uh, this, this entire strategy. So I'm going to quote again from the IRS Code 643 um, uh, uh, document, which says, for purposes of this subpart and subparts B, C, and D, the term income, when not preceded by the words taxable, distributable net, undistributed, undistributed net, or gross, means the amount of income of the, of the estate or trust for the taxable year determined under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law. Items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends or taxable stock dividends, which the fiduciary acting in good faith determines to be allocable to corpus under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law shall not be considered income. In short, what this means well, I'll get into just a second, but uh, just so you understand that the fiduciary is the trustee. Allocated to corpus means the money is sent to the trust and stays inside the trust, and uh, it is not required to distribute to beneficiaries, so it is 100% compliance with the code. So just to recap, you have passive income that comes into the trust. Like I said, that's act, you know any kind of passive income that comes in. You can any money that comes in that's been converted from active income into passive income, any capital gains, tax uh, savings that comes in, that's all inside your trust. And at the end of the tax year, you as trustee, you declare all of that income to be a extraordinary dividend in a declaration. And by doing that, that means your trust 1041 tax return zeroes out because there's no longer any income inside the trust officially. And Hey, if there's no income, there's no tax. There's, you can't take taxes from it. So it's zero taxable income. I'm going to show you what this looks like on an actual trust 1041 tax return. 
So now I blocked out, of course, all the information, <coughs> excuse me, all of the, you know, the personal information of the, of the uh, trustee of this trust. But you can see that there was, you know, grant total, total income was 937,632 bucks. But in the other deductions part of the return, you can see that it says non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift trust. And down at the bottom, in the amount of $749,121 is an extra, extraordinary dividends allocated to corpus per IRS code 643B. And by doing so, we go back to the first page and you can see that that um, 937.632 that we had at the beginning has now been reduced to zero. Total tax, zero by declaring all that an extraordinary dividend. Okay, so it's very important that you understand how that works because that's the key to the entire strategy is this trust being 100% compliant with 643B that allows this trust to take the extraordinary dividend and declare that this money is no longer considered income. All right, so let's get back to uh, the purpose of this video, which is to show you how you can live tax-free with the money inside your trust. So I want you to understand what trust expenses can and can't do. So it cannot pay for food, fun, fashion, or facelifts, okay, which obviously means, you know, food, dough, fun would be any kind of entertainment, fashion, any kind of clothing, facelifts, any kind of elective surgery, okay? There are uh, a lot of, tr uh, the trust can pay for the expenses of any asset you have in there. So if you have a car, you have a boat, you have uh, real, real estate, any dollar amount spent to maintain or pay for those assets is a trust expense. The trust pays for that. It, for the beneficiaries, you can pay, also pay for any kind of education. It does not mean private school only or you know higher education. It's any kind of an educational endeavor. And there, the sky's the limit on what can be considered education. Any kind of health expenses, except for elective surgery, as I said, and anything having to do with wellness. You can imagine how wide of a, of a breath that is. Now, for minor beneficiaries or anyone you know getting educated or any physically, mentally, uh, whatever challenge status they have, then the trust pay, pay for everything for them their entire life, except for entertainment, everything else they can pay for and elective surgery as well. And, but remember, there's lots of gray areas here of what you can consider an expense and what not. So in my experience, I would say between 75 to 85% of our family's expenses are covered. That's just an example. Okay. Not a hard, fast rule there. So let me give an example of a, a, a Someone who's interested in the trust sent me. He said, okay, I don't understand this. How does this work if I have $300,000 net taxable income? And of course, if we do an LLC, and if we take the, the maximum distributions, which is uh, the lease back sends over 210000 the K-1 sends over, over 81000 to the trust. So you know, out of 300000 um, by adding, adding these two expenses, then $291,000 goes to the trust, which leaves only $9,000 in taxable income left in the LLC. So how does that, so it's very simple. So you have, um, you know, you have trust expenses here. Now that's $291,000 is available in the trust bank account to make other investments or pay for trust expenses. So just for the sake of argument, let's say that uh, over the year, there was $150,000 of authorized trust expenses paid for, you know, expenses paid for assets and for the beneficiaries expenses. And so the non-trust expenses was $55,000. That's for food, fashion, fun, and facelift. 
So the question is, if you only have $9,000 in the LLC and you, you've got $55,000 worth of non-trust expenses, you know, and you only have 9,000 in the LLC, that means you've got a shortfall of $46,000. So here's a $46,000 question. How do you cover the 15 to 20% of your expenses that are not or cannot be covered by money in the trust? Well, I'm gonna give you the options right now. Option number one, it's very simple. Just take a distribution. Now the trust is not required to distribute to beneficiaries, but it can if necessary, if it wants to. And that would be a taxable event and it's taxed at always ordinary income. And the percentage is based on your current tax bracket. Of course, if you're uh, if the if the distribution puts you over into a higher tax bracket, well, then you have to pay it. Option number two is just take or increase your corporate salary. If you have an S corp or LLC and you're currently being paid a salary, or you not, but you you know if you want to cover it that way, then you can start paying yourself a salary. Of course, you're subject to all the withholdings and all the tax that goes in there. Now. You know, for some people, that's good because they want to qualify for loans and mortgages and they need to show more income. And that's fine. You can certainly do that. But here's the exciting part. There's another option, in my opinion, the best option. And this is what's going to help you live tax free just using the money from, from inside your, your spendthrift trust. You can leverage your demand promissory note. So any money that comes out of that, that promissory note is a non-taxable event. And you can use this to cover the shortfall and make sure that between trust expenses and the promissory note that 100% of your life's expenses are being paid for. It's simple. And as I said, this is how I run my life in, in, in my trust. And it's great. So you might be asking yourself, okay, well, how does this work? Show us how it works, Don. Well, let's go back to our example just so we can illustrate this better. So we have $295,000 available in the trust bank account that came in from, uh, you know, uh, passive income sources, capital gains, uh, tax savings, and any kind of active business income has been converted to passive income that can be used inside the trust for investments or trust expenses. Let's say that the legitimate trust expenses that were paid out was $150,000. And so now that $55,000 shortfall right, that you want to pay for, you used to pay food, fashion, fun, and facelifts, how's that going to work? So how do you cover that $55,000 in a manner that's not going to trigger a any kind of taxable event? Well, let's remember the demand promissory note is based on cost basis. It's in, and, uh, you know, because it's a sale of assets to the trust and there has to be compensation, the demand, the, the trust gives you a demand promissory, promissory note in return, and you can draw upon those funds anytime if you want. It's considered tax-free because it's a return of capital. So think about this, guys. What's the total amount of tr the trust owes you? You know, is it five hundred thousand? Is it a million? Is it one point five million? Two million? Over two million? Whatever that number is on your bill of sale. And oh, by the way, remember that's a fluid number. As you sell more assets, you acquire more wealth and more assets, they're going to be sold into the trust and your demand note is going to also rise. It's not just one time shot and that's it. So actually, you have a mother load of tax-free funds that you can draw upon. As trustee, you control the bank account. So do what I do. Use the trust debit card for every single dime you spend. Don't worry about whether it is 
a, you know, a, a, a trust expense or not, right? If it's a trust expense, pay for it. If it's not trust expense, pay for it. Who cares? I'm going to tell you why, okay? You just let the accountant sort it out. Our CPA is trained on doing uh, the paper, you know, the, the uh, accounting for, for this trust. All he's going to do. Okay, so the expenses, legitimate expenses, stay inside your trust expense column in your QuickBooks. Your non-trust expenses, now he moves over or she moves over to the demand note column. So whatever that number is, if it's $55,000 in our example, all that happens is that your demand note is reduced by $55,000. Either way, there's absolutely no tax, Okay. Now, I'm sure there's lots of you out there saying, well, Don, what if I blow through my demand note? Well, I'm just going to, as far as my answer, I'm going to quote uh, the most senior accountant in our network. And he's had over 30 experience, 30 years experience with trust clients. And he said, in 30 plus years of trust accounting, not one of my clients has ever exhausted their demand note. Not one. Okay, because remember, it's a fluid thing. People generally add to the demand note and the trust expenses can be paid, you know, so widely that generally speaking, even if you didn't add a single dime the rest of your life, you know, in, in the, into the demand note, you're probably still not going to blow through it. So this shows you how you actually can live tax-free from inside your spendthrift trust. So my question to you, you've been asking me questions all this time. I'm going to ask you, what are you waiting for? I want to have a free strategy session with you. Go to my scheduling link here, which is www.calendly.com slash Don Thornton. My name spells D-O-H-N-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N slash 30 minutes. That's 30 M-I-N. Schedule a time with me. We'll go over your situation and I can show you how much money you're going to save, how to protect your assets 100% from any kind of lawsuits and to make sure that you can live the dream that I'm living. And it's so amazing, guys. Okay. So thank you very much for listening to me. I love that you're here to consume my content. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you.